Happy April Fools and welcome to Shipwreck Sunday, where we investigate disasters at sea and the impact that they have on the world today. My name is Derek. Today we'll be discussing the history of the Yellow Submarine, the most magical submarine that has ever existed. Before we dive in, I must inform you, this story does include details of a spectacularly magical adventure, blue meanies, and psychedelic animation. Viewer discretion is advised. Please note before I begin that I am not a mariner or expert in the field of maritime history or in animation, but we have done our research and will present the information as I understand it and with accurate nautical terminology. In today's episode, we'll be including the basics of nautical terminology in the description for anyone who needs it. Today, there will be some references to the musical genius of the Beatles, so please enjoy. Good afternoon everyone, and I hope you're ready for a relaxed, fun episode today. First things first. I hope you're excited for the rest of the month, as we have a lot of awesome episodes planned to celebrate the history of Titanic and the White Star Line, starting tomorrow with the history of RMS Olympic. Today's fictional submarine comes from the movie Yellow Submarine, released in 1968, and if you enjoy content about movies, don't forget to check out our second channel, Speed Force Media. There we talk about nothing but movies, TV shows, video games, and news in the world of entertainment. Alright, enough self-promotion. Let's get into the story. As you might have guessed, Yellow Submarine, the movie, is quite psychedelic and doesn't take itself too seriously. So, finding history or specs on it is difficult. It's no ordinary submarine, with the inside being larger than the outside, much like the TARDIS in Doctor Who. According to the internet, however, there is a yellow submarine sculpture that is similar to the movie's submarine that is 51 feet in length, 15 feet high, and weighed about 18 tons, being built of steel. Being that Eleanor was doing some calculations based upon some scenes in the movie and came upon similar specs, we are going to run with that. The only calculation we have to go off of that is Eleanor's is the subspeam. Based upon the width of your average Ringo standing behind the submarine, she estimates the beam to be between 8 and 9 feet wide. It's propelled by three screws, run by a small motor, though we don't know if the motor is run by steam turbines or nuclear power since the submarine goes at unrealistic and essentially incalculable speeds, at some points over 1 million miles per hour. For all we know, it's run by the beautiful power of love, friendship, and music. In the film, Lord Mayor of Pepperland briefly mentions the history of the submarine, as being passed down by the forefathers and foremothers of their forefathers and foremothers. There isn't a specific time restraint on forefathers and foremothers, with the definition of forefathers being a member of the past generation of one's father or people or an ancestor. Ancestors can be anyone who has lived and died in one's family. This could be as early of a generation as one's parents, all the way to tens of thousands of years prior to one's life. According to Native American culture, seven generations is roughly 150 years. So since this submarine is passed down from forefathers and foremothers of at least three listed generations, it is safe to assume the submarine is at least 150 years old and was probably built in Pepperland. We don't see a shipyard in Pepperland, but we also don't see any other vehicle-like objects other than a cart carrying a puppy, hitting a bass drum, and a magical living flying glove. So it's hard to tell whether or not the people of Pepperland need vehicles or how often ships and submarines are created there. Thus, it's hard to tell whether or not they need or have a shipyard. According to Lord Mayor, 
This past first generation of Pepperland natives arrived in Pepperland aboard the Yellow Submarine. So the submarine is as old as the civilization it belongs to. Safe to say it's at least 150 years old. As for the Yellow Submarine's career, we see in the movie as it picks up the Beatles and passes through at least seven different season realms. It does float magically through the air in Liverpool to the first normal sea that doesn't have a name where we hear the Beatles song all together now, then to the Sea of Time where the submarine and its inhabitants transcend time and space. Fittingly, in this sea, the Beatles perform When I'm 64, as they rapidly age and de-age. In this sea, we see how reversing works in the submarine. There's a giant clock in the submarine, and when the hands are spun backwards, the submarine and time itself reverses. Then off to the sea of science, where reality itself is put into question. Here, our characters and the submarine fold and unfold, transform into different shapes and patterns with flashing colors and lights, and we hear the song Only a Northern Song, which is apparently about the Beatles fighting and growing apart during the making of the music for Yellow Submarine and during the Beatles' later career. One of the Yellow Submarine's most impressive feats is in the next sea, the Sea of Monsters, where they encounter many dangers that the submarine adapts to. While searching for the right button to take care of a boxing monster, the Beatles also dump all of their instruments, which is unfortunate. Despite taking a point-blank punch from the boxing monster, the submarine is in good condition and is able to transform the periscope into a lighter, with a cigar shooting out from the bow and into the boxing monster's mouth. After lighting it, the cigar explodes, defeating their enemy. Against a school of whales, the submarine grows a grin to blend in. And finally, the last fight in the Sea of Monsters, the most controversial fight back in the day. Native Americans were referred to as Indians, and in this movie, the Indians are throwing spears at a loose Ringo star who'd been accidentally ejected. The submarine lands, sliding open like an old-school sidekick cell phone, releasing the seventh calorie, who would defeat the enemy and retrieve Ringo Starr. After encountering the Vacuum Flusk, a vacuum-like monster, he sucks up everyone and everything in the Sea of Monsters, including the sea itself and the Vacuum Flusk. When it sucks itself up, it releases the submarine into the Sea of Nothing. In the Sea of Nothing, the submarine's motor is burnt out and it gently floats to the bottom, where they encounter a new friend, Jeremy Hillary Boob, PhD. They sing Nowhere Man, which describes this poor little lad and Ringo invites Jeremy to go along with them. Jeremy fixes the motor for the crew and they take off for the weirdest sea you'll see in this entire movie, the foothills of the headlands. After getting to the foothills of the headlands, the submarine makes a grinding sound and once again falls to a stop. The Beatles and Old Fred are exasperated and it's not the motor this time. Jeremy seems to have some sort of engineering experience, at least with vessels similar to the Yellow Submarine. He gets out and removes the starboard propeller, sticking chewing gum to the end of it and popping it back into the sub. When he spins it, it gets going and Old Fred cries out that he can't stop the submarine, and he presses onward to Pepperland. How do the Beatles and Jeremy get to Pepperland? Well, first we sing Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, and then the group walks through the foothills until they encounter a mystery substance that looks like dust. When they give it a sniff and blow it around, it's Pepper. They're on track to Pepperland. The heads in the foothills of the headlands inhale the Pepper and sneeze, blowing the crew into the next sea. 
the Sea of Holes. Anyone with trypophobia or a fear of or disgust with seeing a pattern of holes would not like the Sea of Holes. It's a white sea with black holes everywhere, and the beetles and Jeremy pop in and out of holes searching for the way to Pepperland. It's a real missed opportunity to sing Fixing a Hole, but that comes in much later. Ringo finds the correct way out, finding a green dot and standing on it. The words Sea of Green from the song Yellow Submarine play over and over as the screen flashes, and suddenly they traverse through the Sea of Green and into Pepperland. There, we see the Yellow Submarine has crashed into the Temple of Pepperland, and this is really the end of the submarine's journey, so we won't spoil any more of the movie for you. Assuming the Blue Meanies live peacefully with the natives of Pepperland forever, the submarine will probably remain retired or simply for pleasure cruising. As for her legacy, she and her movie sure did impact animation, with Pixar co-founder and former chief creative officer John Lasseter crediting Yellow Submarine with bringing more interest in animation as a serious art form instead of just for children. Though it is a trippy, wacky movie, its impact on animation is undeniable. And as we have covered in this video, the submarine's naval career is vast and interesting, even if most of it was transporting the Beatles. Thank you all so much for letting me take the reins today on Shipwreck Sunday. It has been really fun. If you like the movie content and want to see more of that, check out our second channel, Speed Force Media. Eleanor and I have a couple of podcasts over there as well as shorter news pieces and editorials to keep you informed on the latest in the movie sphere. As for today's episode, happy April Fool's. Thank you for tuning in to Shipwreck Sunday. If you like this episode and are listening on YouTube, please give us a like, leave us a comment, and subscribe to our channel. If you like this episode and are listening on Spotify, Samsung Podcasts, Amazon Music, or another podcast service, please subscribe for more content and leave us a five-star review as it does help us reach more listeners like you. If you have any ships you'd like us to cover, please leave us a comment and you might hear your favorite ship here on the podcast. Check out our community tab for updates and to interact with us and tune in tomorrow for the first episode of Titanic Month and for the story of the RMS Olympic, the badass sister ship of the RMS Titanic. Have a great week, happy April Fool's Day, and we'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.